Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insider's Yankees podcast for Thursday, October 14th. I'm Sweeney Murdy. The Yankees let three of their coaches know that they will not be coming back for the 2022 season waiting to hear about the future of Aaron Boone and the rest of the staff, the rest of the organization. But three coaches were told yesterday, on Wednesday, that they will not be coming back uh, for the following season. They are hitting coaches Marcus Timms and P.J. Pelletieri and third base coach Phil Nevin. I spoke with all three of them today shortly after the news came out. Starting with Marcus Timms, I asked him when he found out and what he was told. Found out yesterday afternoon. Uh, Cash called me and um, just said that they were going to go in a different direction. And, and 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 my thought was like, you know, like you know, give me some things that you know you thought that we failed at, and, uh, and some of the things that you know I didn't particularly agree with. But you know, he, he he's the boss and. And he wanted to move on. So um, with that being said, um, the only thing I regret, Sweeney, is, like I said earlier, uh, that we didn't help the team win a championship. Because I know the work myself and PJ put in, um, the hours. Um, but at the end of the day, this is part of, you know, when you sign up to be a coach, sometimes this is what happens. So um, it's just you know, another another, another chapter in my book. And, um, and I've been blessed to, to be a part of the organization for a, quite a long time. What were some of those specific reasons that were given to you? I I, I just feel he, he felt like, you know, that was kind of a disconnect between, you know, what we were doing at the major league level and what they're doing at the minor leagues level. So um, with that being said, I just feel like uh, he, he's got some, some, some people um, giving him the information that, you know, I guess me and PJ wasn't doing enough, but um, I, I, if I can recollect, I think we, we, we led the league in hitting for quite a few years here. But uh, yeah. but at the end of the day, man, at the end of the day, it's just it was time to move on. So um, I wish those guys nothing but the best. So, I mean, I, it kind of lends the idea wondering, like, is there a disconnect in philosophy, in approach to hitting? Is it about the information that is delivered on a daily basis and how it's used? How, how does that break down? I, I don't think, like, the information, I, I think we had a really, really good, good connection with with um our analyst um 
and and through the players. Um, he he would have stuff and he would run it through me, and we would make sure we give it to the guys. Um, so I, I don't think that. I think it's like some drill stuff that maybe some guys are doing down in the minor leagues that you know that we weren't quite doing at the major league level. But at the same time, I have major league hitters. I don't have minor league hitters. So um, well, when it comes to that part of things. Um, I just think that's just, you know, you, you, this person does this and this person does that. But, like, you know, I have guys that, that have a pretty good track record, and I have to build off of that. Marcus, the question that probably kept you up at nights, and it was the one that we kept asking on a daily basis and fans kept asking on a daily basis, basically, why didn't this team hit? A lot of the same players who put up monster numbers in 2019 didn't do that this year. Uh, just I, I very, just think, yeah, go ahead. I just think it's baseball swing. Um, it, it, it happens, you know, it's, it, it happens. And, you know, I know, my, I know for a fact that, you know, we didn't stay stagnant. You know, we see a guy struggling. Did we try different things? Of course we did. That's one thing about myself and PJ. We always tried to get the best out of players and whatever is out there that we thought would help our guys. We, we tried to do that. But at the end of the day, um, we didn't get the we didn't get the job done. You know, the players, there's some players that have regressed a little bit, and I take that personally. But um, I know um, I, I can lay my head on the pillow and know I gave it everything I had. What were some of the things, and I know it's hard when you're trying to prepare for a game every day and try and fix things on the fly, but what are some of the things that you tried to do differently as players struggled? You know, it's just, first of all, it's when it goes to the mindset. You know, I, I want to see where they're at mentally because everybody can point things out, you know, on TV and on video on the mechanic side of things. Sometimes it's, it's a little bit more than that. And, and, and for me, uh, I think personally, a lot of our guys were dealing with some things that were, you know, a little bit more mental than it was physically. And, and that's why I was trying to really dive deep into to, to some of the issues. And, and, you know, at the end, we never really, really got that inconsistency out of some of the guys. And that's like that's a big part of coaching too, right? This isn't it's not just about video and X's and O's. That mental side is really one of the biggest things you have to deal with, right? Yeah, it, it really is, Sweeney. And the guys that we have are really talented. And, you know, it's, it's easily you know, guys can see one bad swing on TV and just circle it and, and, and get it on the internet and say, I think he's doing this or doing that, but they have no idea what he's thinking. And and I think I've been around some really good hitters and I know when they're going through a rough spell there, it's, it's mostly mental than it is physically. So uh, mechanically, I'm sorry. But um, but I just think that, um, uh, like I said earlier, myself and PJ, I think we gave it everything we could. With one criticism about the lineup and the roster construction is it does appear that there are a lot of similar hitters in this lineup. Did that make it difficult to score more consistently? Were they easier to pitch to this year? That, that's a question um, you have to ask Cash and Booney, Sweeney. Um, it's a great question, but I think that's something you have to ask uh, and Booney and, and Cash. Do you think better balanced lineup would have would have made a difference during the for a whole season? Yeah, I don't like using excuses like that, Sweeney. I still feel like we still had the talent on the team, but it just it just didn't really it just didn't really show. Um, I don't like making excuses about the lineup lineup construction and all that stuff. But if you get deep into that, that's when you have to go after people that's above me. I I know a lot of times when there's a disconnect with coaches or players, or whatever, it has to do with friction and relationships. You didn't seem to have any of those, any of that friction with your players. You've known them for a long time. It seemed like you worked really well with them. Always, that that's my main thing. I, I'm a good listener, Sweeney. Uh, you know, being a coach, you got to be a good listener. You got to get to know your players and you know what they're all about and, and, and try to really dive into who they are as a person. So, and I think you do that and you get all that friction stuff out of the way. 
you you did get to bounce around to some other organizations, but you did spend a lot of time here, both as a player and as a coach. Um, given all your time here, what's you know when you hear that you're not coming back, how does that hit you? It, it, it sucks because I know that you know I I've always wanted to to win a championship here. I've been here as a minor league player, major league player, uh, major league coach, minor league coach, and. Uh, I've, I've built a lot of really good relationships in this um, in the organization there in New York, and um, there's a lot of really good people that have helped me along the way. Um, the, the only thing that, like I said earlier, that I regret is not bringing a championship to the organization. Marcus Timms, the Yankees hitting coach, the assistant hitting coach, P.J. Pelletier, has been in the Yankees organization as a player and coach since 2004. I asked him when he found out he was being let go and what he was told. Um, found out. Yesterday, after, late afternoon, um, got a call from Cash, and you know, just you know, thanked me for all the hard work, and you know, over the last four years, and and just said, hey, we're going to go in a different direction, and we're not going to renew your contract, or we're not going to be offering you a new contract. So, um, you know, I own the responsibility of the fact that we didn't get the job done, and you know, like me and Marcus have said the whole time, like our our goal and our main focus every day was to win a championship, and. Um, and it sickens us that we weren't able to accomplish that in the four years we were there. And, um, you know, I told Cash I was thankful for the opportunity he gave me, obviously, a, a dream to uh, be in a major league clubhouse and dugout, especially one as, um, you know, as as legendary as, as the New York Yankees. And uh, But, uh, you know, I respect that they got to, you know, they got to go a different way. And, and they obviously want a different voice, so, uh, and it's not ours. <laughs> PJ, were you given any specific reasons why? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, I mean, obviously, um, you know, it was a trying season. It was tough. There was a lot of ups and downs. Um, very streaky, which I know is, um, you know, a big story out there, but it was true. It was streaky, and it was a tough year, um, you know, because obviously we underperformed and we didn't live up to the expectations, which are, you know, uh, very high, but they should be high. Uh, so, I mean, I imagine that's that's probably part of uh, part of that. I don't I don't necessarily think that the organization thought we were bad people or bad coaches. I just think they wanted to go in a different direction. PJ, the question that kind of kept coming up all year long uh, is just why didn't this team hit when we saw what they were capable of two years ago? It was pretty drastic, especially with with specific players. I'm sure this kept you up quite a bit uh, at night during the course of the year, but is there is there a good answer for just the question, why didn't this team hit? Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, if I had the answer, <laughs> we might not be having this conversation right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it's a lot of factors. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's baseball. I mean, baseball is really hard. It's never been harder to hit than it is right now. That's no excuse. Um you know, we're prepared. Our process was, we believed Marcus and myself, our process was really, really strong um, as far as daily meetings with the players and, um, you know, information on who we were facing on, on any given day. And it's just, uh, it's part of the game. Um, you're going to struggle. And, you know, I was told early in my career as a hitting coach by one of my mentors that, you know, as a hitting coach, you're never going to have all 13 guys going hot at the same time. Um, you, you hope to have a few. And, you know, the good years are when you got more than half. But, uh, you know, it seemed like the struggles came and, 
And naturally, like any human would do or any, you know, professional athlete with high expectations of themselves, I think we at times tried to do a little too much. Um, you know, the when the situations became, you know, crucial, I think we tried, you know, not for lack of effort by any means. I just think, you know, we try to do a little bit too much sometimes, and, and sometimes that can make things a little bit tighter and a little bit tenser and uh, make it a little bit harder to slow the game down and, and, and come through when, when you need to. But it wasn't it wasn't due to any lack of preparation or effort from our guys. I mean, Marcus and myself couldn't have asked for a better group of guys the last four years, and anyone that came in through that through that hitter's room was, was a joy and a treat to work with, and, and we're definitely going to miss every single one of them. I know during the course of a long season, especially when a team or, or players get off to slow starts, you kind of wait for things to settle a little bit, and you count on a long season offering some sort of a bounce back. And that didn't happen to as great a degree as it probably should have with a lot of these guys. What were some of the things that you and Marcus were trying to do on a daily basis to, to make things a little bit different? What were some of the things, some of the tweaks, some of the changes that you were trying to do to get these players back to where they were, where they're supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, you're always, um, you're always gonna, uh, obviously talk to the player first, ask them how they're feeling, uh, what they're thinking when they're in the box. Um, you know, we go to the, we go to the video, we compare, you know, current state of where the player is to when the player is at his very best. Um, and we're always going to do that. That's something that you do every single day of every year is you're always in that checks and balances with where your guys are currently as compared to where they are when they're at their very best. Um, but at the end of the day, too, I mean, it's about, you know, um, you know, I mean, we're, we're trying to make adjustments, talk to guys, and, and 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 our guys, to their credit, I mean, they're open. I mean, they weren't, they weren't closed off by any means. Um, everybody was trying to make adjustments and, and, and trying to get to that, um, back to that good feel of, of when they're at their very best. Uh, but that's, that's something that players are going to de- deal with every day of every season of their career. I mean, you're always trying to be at your very best and you're always trying to make little adjustments here and there and, and not so much uh, per se mechanically. I mean, a lot of it's going to be mentally, um, you know, as far as plan, approach, uh, adjustment, uh, in-game stuff. Um, so, I mean, it just, you know, it, it didn't, like you said uh, in the question, it just didn't, uh, it just didn't get the le- to the level that we were accustomed to, that we all expected it to get to, and, and you know, that was the frustrating part this year. There were certainly some games and some stretches, PJ, where this, this team performed the way they were supposed to, um, it, and it it was always a mystery when it kind of went back the other way, and over the course of a long season, you saw what the offense ended up being. Um it always brings up the question, you know, listen, when they're performing, nobody has a complaint, right? But when you're having trouble scoring, it brings a lot of things into question. Uh, and the one that kind of gets brought up to me the most that I don't have a great answer to is it's about approach philosophy. Do Does this organization, the hitters individually, is there a problem with approach philosophy? Is that part of the issue going on? Well, I mean, I, I mean, we were, I mean, we, as far as Marcus, myself, the organization, we had a, a unified message of what we were trying to do, which was, you know, control the strike zone. We did that from day one. Um, it's something that I think our guys were definitely committed to and still did a very good job. And we still let baseball in walks this year and still had a very high on base percentage. It's just that that slug didn't, um, 
didn't show up like it had in the, in the previous three years. Um, but that's something we're talking to the guys about every single day is our approach. I mean, our overall approach was is, is get good pitches, keep pitchers in the strike zone, uh, wear them down, uh, get good pitches to hit, hit the ball hard in the gaps, use the whole field. And that's stuff we're talking to the guys about every single day. Um, and, you know, it just – I mean, it's it's baseball. We just – we didn't have as much success this year as, as we did in years past. And, and um, you know, it's – like I said, we, we, we can own that. Do you think there were certain physical limitations on some of your guys when you look at uh, what DJ LeMahieu and Gio Rochella did a couple of years ago versus what they did now? We know, and we know that there were some physical issues with those two. Do you think that compromised them to the degree that we saw their performance fall off this year? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, those guys are those guys are gamers and they're grinders, and they and they and they play through anything. It's hard to take those guys off the field. I mean, you look at Gio sacrificing his body running into a dugout and dj's an absolute warrior and and the list doesn't stop there like those guys those guys showed up to work every day um hiked up their pants and 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 tried to get better every single day and um uh you know there's there's yeah there's there's no excuse to that these guys are they're are amazing hitters and amazing baseball players and like i said earlier it was it was a joy to come to work and get a chance to be a small part of their careers every single day. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, these guys are more than capable. I just think it, it was a tough year and it just didn't, just didn't go our way, Sweeney. PJ, two other guys I just want to ask you about are Glaber Torres and Gary Sanchez. And, you know, you hear a lot of times, don't take your troubles at the plate into the field and vice versa. Do you think that the troubles they had at their positions defensively affected them at the plate at all? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, especially from, uh, Marcus in my perspective, and we're dealing so much with just the, the hitting aspect of it and, you know, how much you need to be mentally dialed in and, 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 and concentrated on that part of the game. So it's hard to say how much they took from that to, to offense. Cause we're, we're solely focused on, you know, getting them in the right approach and, and making sure their head's right to, to go out and have, you know, uh, quality of bats and, and help the team in that way. Um, so for me, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think that's something you'd probably have to ask them. Uh, PJ, on a personal level, you've been with the Yankees since 2004. Uh, your playing career was here. Your coaching career began here. Um, I mean, you played in the minors with Brett Gardner, and you ended up coaching him in the big leagues. You've only known success moving up the chain. As these young players grew up into big league players, you kind of grew with them, moved up the chain in the coaching ranks and up to the big league roster as, as a coach. What is What does a day like this feel like when you know it ends like this for you after so long in this one organization? Yeah, it's definitely tough. I think I was telling my parents on the phone last night. I mean, uh, the Yankees are a major part of my life. They're a major part of um, the discipline I have as a person, as a as a coach, as a husband, uh, as a friend. I mean, it's they've taught me. This organization has taught me so much, and I'm so thankful to them for even giving me a chance as a player, as a coach, as a major league coach, um, to be able to be in a major league dugout, especially Yankee Stadium, every day for four years. Uh, was a dream come true to me. So it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, but it's, it's part of the game. Uh, I understand that it's part of the business and it's part of the game. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for a little bit to, to, 
you know, um, realize that, hey, like, you're not a Yankee anymore right now. Um, but uh, I definitely think the future's still still bright for me um, and, and looking forward to, to the next opportunity I get within the game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yankees third base coach Phil Nevin joined Aaron Boone's staff joining the Yankees at the beginning of the 2018 season. Four seasons as the Yankees third base coach. Uh, he was kind of the emotional one. He was the fiery one. The one who, you know, if you're going to play good cop, bad cop in the dugout and Aaron Boone is the good cop, well, Phil Nevin was the bad cop. He's the one who let players know uh, exactly how he felt. Uh, and he was good at that. Uh, I asked Phil Nevin when he found out and what he was told. Uh, Cash called yesterday. It's just, you know, they're going in a different direction. I mean, reasons and stuff, you probably have to ask him. Um, you know, I, it's just, you know, I thanked him for the four years, and, um, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for Brian Cashman before I came here, and I have the same leaving. Um, he's a friend, uh, good baseball guy. And I uh, just told him I appreciated the time here. That's all. So, Phil, what? It's just you know when things don't work out, you know you got to make changes, and I was I just happened to be one of them. Phil, what's the most disappointing part about watching the way the team played this year, and what you might have or could have been able to do about it, but weren't? Oh, you know, I mean, losing is disappointing. I mean, I came here and figured, you know, if I'm here for four years, we're going to have a shot at the tie, a shot at the trophy, and. It didn't happen, so that's that's the most disappointing part. I uh, and really, that's the only disappointing part. I love my time there, love the city, the people. Um, you know, I walk out with my head high, knowing that uh, you know I, I I gave what I what I had for to make us better each day. Um, so, you know, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. There's, I'm. I'm not done in this game. There's, there's a lot ahead. There's always adversities that are handed your way, and uh, it's how you overcome and how you respond to those adversities that make you a good person. So, 
Phil, I know that third base is a it's a highly pressurized spot, and I learned from Larry Boa a long time ago. He told me if you're not getting guys thrown out at home, then you're not trying. It just it's part of the job. But when there are a number of guys thrown out this year, and it becomes part of the Yankees' story because they they having trouble scoring. How did you take that? Were you trying to force the issue more, or were there certain other factors at play there? No, I mean, I, I don't think I changed an approach with, with, I mean, I think you have to change approach with personnel in every aspect of the game. Um, we run a contact play a lot more than others. Um, you know, as far as third base sends and guys getting thrown out, I, I probably have to differ with uh, how that is worded, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's just certain situations that arrive that, sure, you have to be a little more aggressive than others. You know, I, the one thing I do know is I took pride in what I did. I, I, uh, you know, my preparation before games, my thought process before pitches, uh, the things you ask yourself, were you in the right spot at the right time to make the right call? And, uh, I can, I can tell you there's a, there's always going to be some that you want back. Um, you know, as the game flow is going, um, you know, after the fact, certainly. Am I, do I look back at the judge play and and wonder about it? Certainly, after the fact, because he was out. But yeah. I also know at the time the right decision was made as much as people want to, uh, you know, refute that and say this and that. I mean, it was two great plays uh, in an important part of the game that didn't go our way. We score that run, we win the game. I'm convinced of it. Um and I don't have any regrets as far as that one, except for the fact that at the end of the day, it didn't work out for us. But that that had nothing to do with it. Cash even said so. That had nothing to do with it. There, there's just hey, when things don't go right um, and you don't get you're the New York Yankees and you don't get to the the pinnacle of this, you know, changes have to be made. And I understand that part. It's not the first time. It probably won't be the last. So, um, but. Um, like I said, a lot of great friends out of this, a lot of great relationships um, that, I'll, that I'll have forever. Um, the texts I'm getting from the players, uh, some of the other coaches, support staff uh, have been overwhelming, to be honest with you. it's uh, It woke up this morning to a lot of them, and, and after having a rough night of sleep and, and uh, I'll tell you what, I, I feel like a different guy today after hearing from players and, uh, and, and people that are important to me involved in this situation that, uh, uh, that had some good things to say. Phil, I got just one more for you. You've known Aaron Boone a long time. You got to work with him very closely for the last four years. When we break down what, Aaron Boone does well and what he doesn't do well as a manager and what the last four years have been. What do you, what do you focus on? What sticks out to you about the kind of manager Aaron Boone has been? I think he's outstanding. He's perfect for that job. He's perfect for that team. Uh, he's perfect for that city. Um, uh, we had, I mean, the best I can say we had an, uh, we've had a, a couple emotional talks last night today. Um, you know, he, he's the most caring, honest person I've been around. I, you know, he's a 
uh, consider him, him uh, you know, he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's my best friend in life. I can say that, um, that that bond became stronger over the past four years. So, uh, he's hurting right now. Um, and it's not just for me, it's for Marcus and PJ. It's an important people that have been there for the last four years that, you know, we've formed bonds with that will never be, uh, that you can't take away. And, you know, all baseball endings are cruel. Uh, you know, whether it's a game in September, October, or, you know, things like this happening, all baseball endings are cruel. Uh, and we all know this. We've been around it a long time. Um, I feel bad for Aaron and that he has to go through this, to be honest with you. Um, but he's a great, one of the greatest people, persons I know, and whoever they bring in, um, you know, he'll do a good job of forming a good bond and making that room uh, a good, good cohesive unit, uh, like we all tried. So, so the Yankees are in the market for at least three new coaches. I will tell you that it is not about work ethic when you talk about these three coaches and why they were let go. And you see this a lot. Um, the results speak for themselves, and they speak to a lot of why they were let go. But the idea of how much time and effort the coaches put in, you see that on a daily basis, and that's not questioned. And I don't think the organization would question how much time and effort that these three guys put into doing their jobs didn't work out. And all three of them, you heard them admit, it's part of coaching. It's part of the job that they're in. At some point, you might get let go, and it's not a fun feeling. Um, those three uh, put in a lot of time, put in a lot of effort, and the Yankees fell short, so they paid the price for it, and we'll see what else happens here. I think there is still a general feeling that Aaron Boone will be back, but every day he is not back, it does uh, add a little bit more to the idea of where the Yankees go. Uh, certainly, uh, he has uh, his contract is expired. Brian Cashman has one more year left on his contract, so it's up to Hal Steinbrenner to decide, really, how much farther he wants to go with both of them at the top of their respective positions and uh, figuring out where the future goes. Uh, although there does not appear to be any serious friction between Hal Steinbrenner, Brian Cashman, and Aaron Boone, which would let you to which would lead you to believe that this relationship couldn't continue. But again, every day that it doesn't, we wait and see what the Yankees decide to do. For now, they have decided to part ways with three coaches, hitting coaches Marcus Timms and P.J. Pelletieri, and third base coach Phil Nevin. Want to remind you to subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders at Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and review and all that jazz. And until next time, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 